0: Hello and welcome to Soulful Sessions, the show that creates a space for people to chat openly about spirituality, personal growth and share their life experiences. We care about allowing people to open up authentically and share their soul. I hope you'll join me on this journey of bringing authentic and conscious content to the world through the voice of my incredible guests. If you love our stuff, remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit us up at SoulfulBod on Instagram. Yes. So, so Saja, do you, do you want to introduce yourself to everybody?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Sandrine Jose Ludwig. I am um, a transformational coach helping women intentionally manifest in their lives. And I'm also a new published author. So I just got the copy of my book. My book actually comes out April 27th. How
0: did it feel to like, you know, see the physical copy?
1: You know, it was, uh, I I tried to describe it to a friend who's an author too. And I say, I think the feeling, I thought I was going to have this like big feeling of like joy and tears. I was like, it's my baby. But it was just a feeling of peace, I think, of like, oh yeah life is well love you know all is well I like that yeah like it was almost like it was inevitable I don't know if that's the word but almost like it was meant to happen and and then when I held the book it was almost like recognizing the moment yeah this was the moment that was meant to happen Mm -hmm. I love that I think it's I
0: kind of guess you kind of had the mindset of the you already kind of had it before it actually arrived in your life in a way
1: yeah it was almost like yeah like I was expecting it you know like I mean by all means it was so much work and I still so much work someone asked me a couple of days ago what was the hardest part of writing the book and you know, funny, I didn't say he was coming up with the index or he was writing the chapters. He was really overcoming my doubts. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest work that I've been doing. Like, I'm to the every hour to the hour, I'm like a thought will pop up, and it was has been working through all of that. And um, so it has felt like work, but it was mm-hmm. there was always this knowledge that it was going to happen no matter what even when I was writing the proposal for Hay House, even when I was just first starting to dream about the book, it always felt like I I just needed to catch up with the manifestation of it. Like it was already done. Mm.
0: Okay. So writing the book, transformative coach, what, what brought you here? Like what was your, what was your journey to actually take that path? Because all of us are in the spiritual community. We, ha- we have a journey that takes us there. And, uh, and I'd love to know some little, little insights into yours.
1: Yeah, so mine, you know, really started the transformation, really started in 2005, 2006. So I was born and raised in Mexico. I grew up in a home where I was exposed to a lot of violence. And, you know, we were just talking about never feeling at home. And I think for me, Mexico never felt like home because I never felt safe there, right? All of growing up. And unfortunately, even as an adult, you know, I was able to Mm. move myself to environments that were safe. But by then, my nervous system was so messed up that it never felt safe. So it's been really the work of making myself know that it's safe. Yeah. Not Safe because I am safe now, but making myself know that he's safe. But back then, I didn't know about it. I just felt like I wanted to be happy. I wanted to be safe. And I didn't even have those words. I just had the word, I want to be happy. So I kept working. I kept working really hard at my job, at relationships, at saving money. I tried to create the things that I wanted. And then I could see everyone around me like, just start getting all of those things. And I I could never get them. And then I was living in Mexico. I'm like, okay, maybe I need to try something else. So I moved to Germany. And after a year, I'm like, okay, it's not working. So I moved back to Mexico, stayed there three more years and moved to the United States, five years. And I was still feeling the same, moved to Canada, five years, still feeling the same. So it was like, (laughs) that's when I realized that it couldn't be where i was where i was i always say well i just need to try again i just need to move somewhere else i just need to do something else to be happy like i wanted to be but then i realized that it didn't matter i wasn't still happy so i was feeling really stuck and i really didn't know how to move forward and then but you know i love it how the universe works because once you mm you put forth your desire, the universe responds in time, like every time it's just up to us to really listen. Right. So I was in this stage where I was super stuck and the company that I was working for, they had a new CEO and the new CEO, he wanted to have party, a party to kind of like celebrate results and everything. So I got to the party and I started talking to the director of finance, who was a little bit drunk. <laughs> and then he starts telling me about the new CEO. He tells me, you know, He he used to be a junior marketer and he used to complain about everything, the projects he had, the projects he didn't have, the things that he did, the things that he didn't do, the people he worked with, everything. And then one day he stopped complaining. And five years later, he was the president of the company. And I remember hearing that and I didn't know what to do with it, but I just felt like it was important. Here I was super stuck in life. And then this guy is telling me the story about this guy, how he stopped complaining and then his life turned around. And by the way, I was really, I was really well known for complaining back <laughs> then. So I was just like, maybe there is something here. And then a couple of weeks later, I was, um, this was t- early 2006, I was working from home, which is so strange because I was working manufacturing. So I wasn't meant to be working at home. I was supposed to be in the factory. But for some reason I was home, I turned on the TV and Oprah was on and she was interviewing the people from The Secret. So they started talking about how you can create your own reality. And I'm like, "What?" so that night I went and looked for the pic for the movie, found the movie, was the first version I watched it. And the teacher that I connected with the most was Esther Hicks. Mm -hmm. So I went that night. Yeah. And I started looking, okay, who are day right who's abraham so i started looking at them and watching their videos and listening to their audios and looking at their website and then i saw that in their website they had workshops so i look at the workshop i was living in toronto canada at the time and they were going to have a workshop two weeks later and i'm like oh my god i immediately signed up i immediately bought the book and it was um saturday and sunday they don't do you know Jerry's is, uh, is gone now, but Esther doesn't do <laughs> weekend workshops anymore. She only does like a, a few hours, but that was like a whole weekend workshop. So I went there and I wrote everything she, she said because I, could not, I couldn't believe what she was saying, that like you can create your own reality. Like, what? Like, how did I know mm-hmm. this, right? Mm-hmm. I wrote everything. I got home. I put everything in an email, send it to all my friends. And that was the beginning of it. Within the next five years, I had the job, so I I was promoted, I had even an international assignment to move to the UK, I married my husband, I had the house, I had everything. And, you know, over time, that was the beginning of my journey, and over time, I learned to understand that, you know, the law of attraction is way more than just creating stuff, it's about strengthening your relationship with yourself and the universe and expanding Mm. and that learning came about five years after I started my journey and um yeah I'm still in the journey I mean still work every day to to really understand what is getting in between me and and what the universe has planned for me and then making sure I do the work to Mm. to do that but that was really my journey and probably a really long answer but (laughs) no no I love like I think your journey is
0: everyone's is so unique, but it all brings us to that same realization of that we are so much bigger than what we think that we are, and this absolutely incredible connection that we have with the universe that is just once you taste it, it's <laughs> you can't go back no. once you go down that rabbit hole, like you know, and it, yeah, and it, it just changes our lives, and and that's what we all kind of share, I guess in. In the spiritual community, that we all share that understanding of that that deeper that deeper connection. That just once you see it, it's it's really hard to ever go back from it. You just want to know more, and you want to know more, and uh, and that's what's great about the journey. Is you know, I mean, I started mine in a very much egotistical place, thinking that I knew it all, and <laughs> surely later or not, but realized that I did definitely didn't. <laughs> and I guess you know, it's just it's a beautiful way to give an insight onto you know how you come came to doing what you're doing you know um because the ways in which it happens you just see the universe working right
1: you're right once you get this relationship with the universe higher power with spirit whatever you want to call it once you create this relationship you actually kind of become addicted to it which is like you reach a new set point in your life in your energy where mm. going back to where you were or going back to who you were is not even possible anymore. Mm-mm. Because <laughs> they, you might have bad days and kind of remember what it was like when you were back there, frustrated and sad, but it just feels so out of character. It just feels like a completely different person. You're not that person anymore. You're, you live in a completely different set point. You live in the same body, but you're in, inside you are completely different.
0: Yeah, totally. And I and I think that evolves as well, you know, like I, especially since, you know, coronavirus for a lot of people, I mean, I've noticed shifts must be three or four shifts in myself in the in the past year alone. And, you know, even the person I was four months ago, you know, before I was start before I started self sessions and self board, I was like, I'm never going to sit on camera like <laughs> I'm just going to create this and I'm never going to put myself on. And now if you go on my Instagram, I'm all over, yeah. it, you know. So it's like, it's these shifts and, um, and like you said, it's just, you can't go back to that old version of yourself when you, when you have that shift.
1: I find the journey fascinating because even as I, you know, you write the book, you, you work with others and I am so honoured to be given that opportunity to support others in the journey, but you realise your journey is not even close to the hunt. Mm. Like, Like I say, a couple of days ago, someone asked me, what what was the hardest part? I'm like, the hardest part has been overcoming my doubts. I've been in this journey for 15 years, and I still every day have these beliefs of like, I'm not good enough, I don't deserve, or who do you think you are? Who's going to read your book? You're an imposter, like all of these feelings. But now the difference is that it doesn't take me out of commission for a month or a year or A couple of years (laughs) a decade now it's just I just sit with it I'm like oh there you are again and then I just kind of become curious about Mm -hmm. it and it's like okay Mm -hmm. I I really just think it's just an alarm system to remind me of the places that I still need a lot of love within me and that still need the healing
0: I love that (laughs) sorry I just got such a oh my gosh that quote is beautiful Oh, I love that. I really love that. <laughs> that yeah, that just hit me, that one. <laughs> Sometimes I hear people say things and I'm like, oh, that's just yeah. amazing. I love and, the you know, way it's said funny that. because
1: it's gorgeous. I think that like, since I wrote the book, I wrote the book in 2019. And since I wrote, and that's how, it, how long it takes to publish a book, right? But since I wrote the book, I've actually come to the realization, personally, anyway, that for me, alignment, Is really the same as self love. Mm. As long as I'm loving myself and I do whatever is the most loving thing for me, that is alignment. And that's why when I talk about, you know, I call it manifesting 2.0, it's like, yes, it all started with how do I get stuff? I want the husband, I want the house, I want the money, I want, but now I want to be a millionaire. (laughs) Yeah. Now it's almost like, how do I make this relationship even deeper, even bigger, even more extraordinary and it's like every day now I'm like in a constant exploration of how do I go deeper how do I go bigger and you know that's why I'm now so grateful to sometimes when these feelings of inadequacy come up I mean they're uncomfortable oh yeah (laughs) I don't enjoy them very much but what I do enjoy is the exploration that comes after. the sitting with it and just like Okay, what am I telling myself right now? Like when I was getting ready to put together all the launch plan, I started waking up every night around two, three in the morning with anxiety. And it took me a while, like a few weeks, to realize that the story I was telling myself is I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. Because again, you know, as a child, I always try to demonstrate my worth by what I did and how I behave and all of those things right so it was kind of like a fascinating finding of like okay I see you (laughs) I see you and I'm just gonna love that part of you because you're obviously feeling that Mm. there is more than you need to do to prove yourself and yeah so anyway (laughs) I I
0: love that I love that I think that's so relevant because I think a lot of for everyone, a lot of these uh, emotions that come up, the overwhelming, the intrusive ones, um, the ones that are very hard to deal with, they do tend to lead back to you know your childhood or your past lives if you're someone who believes in in past lives. Yeah. they relate back to something a trauma that you'd experienced, and you've kind of linked yourself to that that lack in some way and and it's kind of left a bit of a a hole there that needs the needs the love that needs the healing and the attention you know that's why I'm such a fan of shadow work and practices like that where it just uh, enables you to integrate those parts of yourself because and I know a lot of us can't see it and then uh, but that's where this journey is incredible like you said is those emotions that that come up they're a reminder to see it and to access that part of you
1: yeah. And you know, the book when I the book is called How to Live with Intention and Manifest a Life That Loves You Back. And um, I wrote the book almost like a bridge. The first three is like, okay, get me a stuff. Okay, here's how you get the stuff. The three, the first three steps. You become clear, you collaborate with the universe, and you commit yourself to take action. Here's how you do it. You know, I talk about a line action and talk about, you know, how to. Get clarity, how to focus on not the what, but the why you want it, because mm-hmm. then you give permission to the universe to bring it to you. You remove resistance. I talk about how to align your energy with the universe. So that's the beginning of the book. The last three chapters, I think it's about moving yourself past the getting of the stuff to, I'm just going to do this because it feels good. And then the, mm-hmm. the manifestation is just an indicator of how you're feeling. So the last three is about curiosity. So, it's curiosity. so things will happen. Inevitably, things will happen in your life. I mean, coronavirus, George Floyd, you know, kids in cages, if you follow the stories of Mexican kids in the border, I'm from Mexico, right? So anything will happen that will make you feel disappointed about the world, disappointed about yourself, or anything will happen. Or even, you know, will make you grieve because you lose someone you love or you lose this idea of what you expected the world to be for you, whatever it is. The situation is not what makes you sad or angry or or anxious or depressed. It's the thoughts you have about the situation. So become curious about them because there is nothing you can do to control, you know, coronavirus, for example. But There is everything you can do to understand the thoughts that you have about it. And to shift them into something that can support you along the way. So becoming curious helps you find those little places that still feel scared or inadequate or less than. And then the next step is compassion, which is you cannot shame yourself back into alignment. You can only love yourself back into alignment. So now that you know there is a part of you that's feeling scared, that's feeling inadequate, just love it. (laughs) Love it so much. Because that part of you just wants to be seen, just wants to be heard. And I talk about even how we can't ignore that part and and pretend it goes away. That's what the whole movement of toxic positivity is about. It's about ignoring your feelings and pretending they're not there. So I'm just going to, you know, like Mm. be happy regardless of what's happening. But you can't do that because that, that can only take you so far. But eventually things will happen that you won't even know what to do with it. Totally. So that is what the practice of connecting with yourself and the universe really is about. It's about authenticity and and honesty. It can't be about being happy. It's not about being happy. It's about the connection. So compassion is about loving yourself. And then the last step, which is continuity, is just keep aware. And if you like me... (laughs) we're a master of ignoring your feelings (laughs) I think a lot of us are a lot of us are yeah you really have to work that muscle right to it's like going through life and then something happens that doesn't make you feel good anymore and you're like oh wait that there's something going on here and then giving yourself the space maybe you know not in the middle of it but maybe you know, that night when you're, after you had dinner, when you're sitting, instead of watching TV or on your phone, maybe just sit, like, journal or meditate, whatever it is that you do to connect with yourself, go for a walk, whatever it is, and just kind of, like, what happened there without judging it, without wanting it to be different, just observing it and being, like, huh, what was that? So Mm. i I wrote the book like a bridge. The first is about getting the stuff. And the second one is like now you you have the stuff, you got that out of your system. How do you how do you grow that connection? So that alignment is your natural way of being. And when you do that, the stuff will show up. That's inevitable. That's the that's the mm-hmm. indication that you're you're doing the work, which is really Connecting and expanding. Totally, I love this this sort of chat.
0: Oh, same. <laughs> oh, it's my, why do you think I did a bloody podcast? On it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know? So I get to talk to like just people that like everyone. Just like for me, I think my my thing with this journey is. I've never kind of been drawn to one path in terms of like, oh, I looked into doing a bit of healing. I looked into becoming a therapist, becoming a coach, and I I never been drawn to one path. The path that I was drawn to was was speaking and and talking to people about this. and, And then I was like, oh, okay well, then that's what I better do and just create a space for people to to share that you know um and I think that's like what you say is that about living in alignment is is really resonates with me because you know before I was just trying so hard to like find my spiritual path and make a career out of it you know because I wanted so much to have my life you know focused in that area especially you know I wanted to do the work but I wanted to do the work as well for other people but it just was never kind of nothing was ever resonating and I was getting frustrated and stuff and I was like and then it it took the patience of just being, you know, what am I missing here? Like, what am I good at? And I'm good at talking and connecting with people. And I was like, well, I need to find a way to do that and make it spiritual <laughs> as as much as I can. So, hence this podcast. <laughs> I love I love how you talk about manifestation as well because I think it's a such a big topic that a lot of people are interested in as well. A lot in in the spiritual community and also in in other people's communities as well is about you know, we have this idea that we kind of just write 10 minutes, I'm going to visualize it. I'm going to meditate and it's going to all, all come to me. And, uh, and if it doesn't, I'm just going to get pissed off and that's it. Fuck it. (laughs) You know? And so in terms of, you know, those first, those first three parts of your book, in terms of manifestation how do you see that kind of lining up in in your life as as what manifestation you know really is and what is that intentional action that you speak about that goes with that to to back up the manifestations
1: yeah and intentionality is really about here's the thing you're manifesting all the time consciously or unconsciously everything that you see around you every situation that you've been living everything is a reflection of the thoughts that you've been having for years or days or months whatever it is so now that you know that you're always manifesting why not do it intentionally (laughs) why not actually do it on purpose right yes and you know many times I used to be like that oh my god I, I mean, and by the way, I'm, I'm still there. Like, oh my God, I'm so much. Yeah. I have so much of work in progress that it's not even funny. <laughs> and, you know, we all are. We all yeah, are. Like, many times I felt like I was this leaf being pushed around by the wind. Like, it was my job's fault. It was my partner's fault. It was, you know, the economy's fault. It was everyone's fault but mine. And I'm not saying that. Things didn't contribute. I mean, I am a woman of color. I know that there are systems out there that are not meant for me to thrive. And, and that is just a reality of things, right? I came to the realization, I can control everything, but there are so many things I can control. So why not shift my attention from the things that mm. are contributing to what I don't want to instead focusing to the things I can contribute towards what I want, right? Like, for example, you're saying many people do meditation and visualization. And I, by all means, mm. I say do the work, whatever works for you. But people think that is the vision board that is going to bring the things to you. It's not the vision yeah, you board.
0: Yeah, you just stare at it all day and it will magically appear. Yeah, <laughs>
1: It's not the vision board. It is the alignment that comes. Mm. The vision board is just meant to help you focus your energy mm. towards what you want. But, you know, like the other thing that you just mentioned reminded me of this one coaching client. I mentioned this in the book. This coaching client describes so beautifully their dream, which is not always the case. Many coaching clients, they, you know, you meet them, it's like, what do you want? And they're like, I just want to be happy. And I'm like, well, But this person had such a beautiful clarity on what they wanted to do. And then I say, OK, so what are you doing about it? And they say, oh, I'm praying. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's awesome. That helps you align your energy. But so does action. And that's why I made sure that in the book, I actually created a step called commitment, which is you need to take a step. Um, One of my favorite sayings is by Joseph Campbell, I believe that says, take one step towards the gods and the gods take 10 steps towards you. Wow! I really believe that action is like telling the universe, I am serious. And the universe is like, I'm on it. Let's do this happen. But you cannot win the lottery unless you buy a ticket. You have to do the work. (laughs) Yes. Someone said this to me
0: yesterday (laughs) as well. Like, it's so true. Like, it's just, I think it's like in people's heads, it's such a a big concept to really get your head around that you are the co-creator of your reality. And People just think it's like this airy fairy kind of magic stuff that just is like not not real not and not our reality because we see things as we see things we don't see things beyond what they actually are. I think that's something that we acquire as a skill of of being curious, like you said, so if someone sort of comes to you and they're like okay i wanna I wanna manifest this in my life, you know but they're, they're in a place where they can't take the action. You know, some people obviously, they have a job, they have to pay their bills and stuff, but they, they don't want to live the life they're in anymore. How do you, how do you guide someone in, in, that, in that situation?
1: Well, I look at it in, both, in two ways. First of all, is what are the stories that you're telling yourself about your ability to manifest that? Because if you think you can't, then you won't. Like I can assure you, 100%, you want. Many times, the reason we don't manifest what we want is not because we don't want it enough. I mean, you can have a burning desire it's still not manifest it because you don't allow yourself to believe that it's possible for you. In this, in the step of clarity, I actually say, allow yourself to dream. Don't worry right now about the what and the how and the when and the who. Just, just focus on the dream, because actually not allowing yourself to dream is a form of resistance. You're telling the universe, I don't trust this can happen for me. Mm. So you go around in through life thinking that you don't deserve that dream, that you're not allowed to have that dream, that you don't have the capability to have that dream. That is a form of resistance. So that is one thing I want to know. Like, what is the stories that you're telling yourself? Is it that you don't deserve it? Is it that you're not good enough? Is it that you're not capable enough? What is the story that you're deserving? So that you're telling yourself, number one. The second thing, which might be a completely different conversation, is around, okay, now let's see between where you are and where you want to go. What are the milestones that you need to achieve? Sometimes people don't understand what those milestones are. So, okay, let's figure that one out. And and you don't even need to know the milestones, but sometimes looking at other people's journeys can help. Mm. In 2017, I heard the story of Jose Hernandez. He's an astronaut, a Mexican astronaut, son of Farmer. And he, since he was little, he decided he wanted to be an astronaut. He was rejected from NASA 11 times before he was actually accepted. He just kept saying, what else do I need to do? So first he went to school for engineering, and then he applied and he got rejected. Okay, what else do I need? Oh, you know what? They're doing a lot of work with with Russia. So he signed up to this program that took him to Siberia. He even learned to speak Russian. So he did this program. Okay, got rejected again. Okay, what what am I missing here? Then he looked at all the people that was chosen one year, and they were all pilots. So he's like, maybe I need to become like a pilot. So he became a pilot, you know? Sometimes, and I talk about it in the step of commitment, is creating a plan can be made in a lot of ways. You don't need to know all the answers, but you you have the capacity to find the answers. You can look at people that have walked the path before you, not because you're going to follow the exact same path, but at least it can point you in the direction that you need to start going. Mm. You can meet with people that have done it. You can meet with mentors and ask. You can actually... You know, if you have a, a circle that you really trust, you can talk to them and be like, you know, I really want to do this. And it's not for you to judge. This is what I'm doing. So I'm not asking whether or not I should do it. But w- what do you think might be some steps? Like, and instead, just kind of building kind of like a plan. And then you say, okay, I'm going to start taking steps. You know, another thing, I'm all about same, is No Martin, same. <laughs> Martin Luther King said, you don't need to look at the whole staircase. You just need to look at the first step to start the journey kind of thing. Mm. So just look at the first step. And I really do believe, because that has been what has happened in my life, that as you take one step, the universe starts sending you signs to start, all of a sudden someone will show up in your life and say, hey, why are you looking for a job? you know, there's a job opening in my thing. And maybe I thought you would be awesome for it. It's a whole new career you never thought about. But maybe it's like, whoa, I never even know there was a possibility. That that might be for me. Or you're watching TV and you see something you didn't even know about. Mm. That happened to me when I was leaving the corporate job. I really, I, I was in the corporate world for 20 years. I really wanted to stop traveling. And I wanted to feel more grounded in the, you know, I was working for mm. the nationals and they kept asking me to move. Like I came back from the UK. Three years later, they were asking me to move. They were asking me to move to the United States.
0: And I was mm. talking to a You wanted a place to call home, right? We, yeah.
1: And I was talking to a friend. Um, She worked for a Canadian company. Um, I, I used to work in the food industry. In the food industry. And um, she worked for a Canadian company in the food industry. And, and she said, you should work for my company, you know. And she started telling to me, and she said, you know, it's the second largest employer in Canada. And I say, so who's the first? And she said, the federal government. I have never in my life thought about a job at the federal government. But that was the beginning of me saying, maybe I should work for the federal government. Because if I work for a Canadian government, they wouldn't ask me to move unless (laughs) I'm in the foreign service, right? And that led me to a career in public service Mm. where, by the way, I advise companies on how to use food, you know, how to do innovation in food, which was what I did. Right. So the universe will show you Mm. the steps. All you need to focus in is in your desire. And here's another tip that I tell people don't focus on the, what you want. Yes. Let's identify what you want, but then take a step back and Ask yourself, why I want that? What is the feeling that I want to have once I have that? And then when you visualize, when you dream about it, don't dream on, you know, the Mazda 3X or whatever (laughs) that I want, you know, the red Mazda four-door that is going to
0: be in my, no, focus on the feeling. My, mine's, a, mine's a wrangler, Jeep wrangler. <laughs> but
1: focus on the feeling of it. Mm. You know, it's the feeling of freedom. Maybe because, you know, you want to yes. wrangler. It's because you want to you feel the adventure of it. You want to be able to mm. go off road. Drive on
0: a beach with the roof down, wind yeah. in my head. Yeah. I mean,
1: what is the feeling when you when you do that? It's the feeling of freedom. It's mm. the feeling of of, you know, oneness with the universe. And then focus on that feeling because when we focus on the what, we invite thoughts of, but wait, how is it going to come about? Who's going to bring it? When is it going to come? Why he's got it and I don't have it? Like it's all (laughs) these resistance, right? But when you focus on the why, it's almost like you don't worry about the what and the how and the when, not yet anyway. You worry about, you don't even worry. You just sit there and say, oh man, this feels good. Mm And then- Almost like
0: surrendering to it, right? Yeah. So surrendering to that, to that emotion, and, and knowing that the the universe will provide you with options for the how, the what, the when, yeah. you know. And and it really does. And then it's just being so alignment within yourself. You know, what ones are the right ones to take you on that path? You know, there will be people in. I sometimes think, you know, when we when we're manifesting as well, the universe also will not test you, but we will show you with options that maybe are not in alignment with with who you are. And and that's where it's, it's seeing if you're actually, you know, ready for the things that you're asking for and the things that you're dreaming for, because, you know, you could sit and you could say, right, I want a million pounds in the lottery. Okay. But if the universe gives you that, you're going to go and blow it all and you're going to be depressed. And, you know, and I think it's, the universe is going to give you tasters of that manifestation and see, right, are you ready for the you know, the full blown <laughs> image that you've got for yourself. And when you become more and more in tune with it, you see, you know, what ones are right for you, but you also see the universe showing up in so many different ways in your life.
1: And I just think it's uh, yeah incredible. Yeah, and, and you know, what you're saying is the universe, our perspective of the universe is so tiny mm-hmm. because we just see what's in front of us. We just see the experiences we have, that perspective of the universe is infinite so for us to think that we know the best way to deliver on our desire is actually kind of arrogant totally so when we focus on the reason why we want what we want on for example the the wind in your hair the feeling of (laughs) oneness the feeling of freedom when you do that, you give permission to the universe to bring it to you in ways that are even more perfect than you ever thought about. And who knows, it might be exactly what you initially thought you wanted. It might be completely different. You know, I, I always joke that my life is, is the life that I never knew I wanted so much, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I had a belief of what I thought my life would look like. And it looks nothing like that, but it delivered in every, you know, check that I had in my list when it comes to the joy of it and the feeling of it and mm. the safety of it and the peace of it like it doesn't like I never picture myself living in the country in Ontario Canada you know? <laughs> and here I am and it is perfect it is perfect but the other thing I wanted to mention as you we were talking about how the universe brings you stuff is Sorry. I lost my train
0: of <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time I think it's because I talk so much and then I'm like oh fuck where did that one go
1: <laughs> yeah I know but there was something else I was gonna say but I maybe mind, I forgot maybe but... it'll come
0: <laughs> sometimes yeah, I but think I... like it's it's just the things that like when I do these things these episodes and stuff it's like the things that I don't script them I don't plan them because it's so much nicer just what's meant to come up will come up, you know? I agree. Uh, and that's that's me again, because I'm such a perfectionist. You know, I come from a background of, you know, project management and, you know, marketing management and all of this. And it's all about strategy and stuff. And and I get to an extent you do need things like that in in everything that you do. But there's also that element of, you know, bringing in that intuitive side, which I think really, really can ch- change the game because you just it's allowing you to naturally showcase who you are and connect with people as who you are rather than connecting with people as what is the best way to create downloads? What is the best way to get likes? You know, it's so different, you know?
1: Yeah. Just do it because it feels good. Mm. Do it for the joy of it. I mean, wait, the story that you were saying, you're like, well, I want to, you know, is it coaching? Is it therapy? And, and then you, you know, again, Joseph Campbell, right? You follow your bliss and I really think that when you make that and I know it sounds so idealistic and by all means I don't mean to disregard the fact that we live in a world that is so unfair to many people that it's not always what needs to be I mean I don't mean to make this any less than I don't need to disregard the experiences that other people have had or that I have had that tell me that the world is not this amazing place that it Mm, could be right there's still work to be done but you can't change the world you can't change your reality from a place of I don't like this no (laughs) you can only change your reality from a place of I would love this yeah and when you focus on the love of it and that's when you can really start shaping the world that you see around you so I'm a huge believer of following your bliss. If it feels good, that's where you belong to. If mm. it doesn't feel good, then become curious about it. What is the story that you're telling yourself about it? And then make sure that you only take action from love. Like I, I think I said it just a second ago. For me, alignment has boiled down to, I call it in the book, the next best step. And two years after writing the book, I now think that the next best step is what is the most loving step I can take now. And if you take the most loving step, you can be a hundred and fifty percent sure that you're taking a line action, mm. and that action is based in love and is based in bliss. I love that, and I, I totally agree with that because I think
0: there's a lot of people in personal growth, spirituality, whatever space you want to call this space, and I, I even myself when I started my journey that you know they think you know it all, and they're trying to tell everyone that they're lost, and trying to tell everyone that. You know that they need to raise their vibrational frequency, and you know that, and especially with coronavirus come around, you know, and there's you know lots of conspiracy theories and stuff, and we we wander around in in a space of anger, you know, promoting what we think is is the way. And okay, to, to us, we know we know that the connection with the universe is totally real and totally absolutely incredible and and beautiful, but it doesn't give us a right to talk to these things with, our, to, with other people, from a, not from a space from compassion, of compassion, from a space of you know, thinking that you're better than other people, thinking that you're in this, you know, in this world and the other people that aren't in this world are lost.
1: Um, and I understand that. And, and always I, I want the message to be that I do not believe that you don't have what you want because you're not working hard enough or because you're not aligned enough. Because I do believe that there are things in the world that are unfair to Mm -hmm. many portions of the population and that put barriers. But I do believe, as in my case anyway, as a member of, you know, as a Latina, woman of color, I do believe myself that for me anyway, what is true for me is that when I focus on what I don't want, it doesn't allow me to move myself towards what I want because it makes me stuck it makes to... me it makes me feel like why bother <laughs> you
0: know yeah so, and it, it brings you more into that space of not being able to create change in your life and like what I from what you said what I wanted to say, kind of add there is you know feeling this emotion of of love to align yourself with what you want it's not a process that is this you know one day you're gonna be you know in a really shit situation the next day you're going to be in this joyous amazing life like it's a process and some things take a lot longer to manifest than others particularly if you're someone who's going from a very difficult situation to something you know the complete opposite it takes time but like you said you keep showing up with that emotion with that what you want and what brings you love and what brings you joy and and even if those things don't come in the way that you expected what a lovely way to live your life you know in in a space of joy even if you are
1: facing the biggest challenges yeah and you know the most loving thing what I was saying a line action being the most loving thing is it's not always the thing that makes you want to dance and like (laughs) you know put in ava and just kind of dance for three hours sometimes the most loving thing is you know crying your eyes out for an hour Totally. Sometimes the most loving thing is sitting in the quiet. Sometimes the most loving thing is, you know, asking for help. Sometimes the most loving thing is dropping on your knees and say, help me out. I don't know what to mm. do next. Mm. You know, you do what makes you move forward. You know, Abraham Hill, Hicks calls it the um, emotional scale, right? If you are all the way in despair, it's, it's not feasible to move all the way to joy. From despair, maybe you can move up to hopelessness, and maybe you can move up to anger, and maybe you can move up to, you know, disappointment, and maybe you can move up to another one until you get to hope. And then once you are in hope, then you can move up to optimism, and you can move Mm. up, you know, then you can move up. So I agree with you; it's a process, and Mm. it definitely takes time. And and I'm always very mindful on, you know, I recently saw this. this person in the internet and she got a lot of flag for saying that it's because you're not working hard enough it's because you're not aligned enough and I think it's because her perspective is one that has not allowed her to see that many people have stacked against them and totally. sometimes and sometimes it's not about working hard or aligning hard it's about how do you do that when stuff is happening around you and really I've come to the realization that it's just move to what is the most loving thing you can do for yourself right there. And then once you do that, then you keep doing that. What's the next most loving thing? What's the next best step? I call it in the book. What's the next best step? What's the next best step? And, and then you just keep moving. And then one day you turn around and like, oh my God, look how far I've come. Look how much I've done. Right. Yeah. And when that happens,
0: you're grateful for, all of the pain and all of the challenges and all of the the stuff that the the universe took you through before you made it to the to the thing where you get there and you're like how did i get here you know um there's not one part of my my pain that i wish i wasn't at the time of course i was like why the fuck is the universe doing this to me like what's going on why am i going through this <laughs> but now i look back with with gratitude because i wouldn't be the person i am today and and it's about knowing that even when you're in those painful moments that this is here for you because of something that's going to happen one day. And when you get to that one day, you'll see how, I don't know how to explain it, but you just kind of get there and you're like, I now see that purpose that it had in my life at the time. Um, And although I couldn't see it at the time, I'm grateful for it
1: now. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you. And I have many of those in my life. Mm. um when I was living in the United States I had this boyfriend that when we broke up we were together for a year and when we broke up I just felt so sad and so lost and I had initially thought I was going to take this job you know a couple of states away but you know part of me was like I I, I really hope we get back together so I stay in the state I got a job in that state and we never got back together actually mm. we never talked again but the fact that I took that job, that was the job that brought me to Canada and I met my <laughs> husband in Canada. It's so
0: funny, so, isn't it? Oh, it makes me laugh a so much thinking of like just those little things that you do at the time. You think of the like shittest and worst things ever, but the way that they transform is just, yeah, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, it was that pain and the decision that I made in the middle of that pain not to take this other job you know, a couple of states away to stay, stay in. Um, I was living in Kansas. I was going to have a job in, in Arkansas. And I, instead of going to that job, I decided, no, I'm going to stay in Kansas, got a job in Kansas. That company was the one that brought me to Canada. And I met Love my that. husband here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beautiful.
0: Where can uh, people find you, Sandra?
1: So I'm in uh, Facebook as Coach Sandra Inojosa Ludwig. I am in, in Instagram as Sandra Hinojosa Ludwig. And also my website, sandrinojosaloveweek.com, which if they go to right now, is actually the landing page for my book. My book is coming out April 27, and I am just so excited. And if there's people out there that really feel that they want to learn more about manifesting or they want to learn more even on how to just become an intentional manifester or manifest 2.0, as I call it. I hope they will find that in my book.
0: Mm. Well, it's, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you. And no, I don't, and for anyone who's listening, who, you know, feels drawn, feels drawn to that, you know, definitely get Sandra's book because I think it's so important to to learn about manifestation, particularly in the way that you described it. So thank you for, for sharing it that way. And thank you for sharing your space with me. <laughs> thank you. So just just to wrap up, we ask our, our guests one final question. Um and that's just whatever comes up intuitively to you, what someone might need to hear. And that's to to share a message from your soul.
1: And I would just say, you know, that thing that you're dreaming, that thing that you know, in every cell of your being that is meant for you, it is meant for you. The universe will never give you a dream that is not for you. In fact, all of those whispers that you hear from your soul telling you move this way, go this way, that's the universe telling you, this is what I have planned for you. So don't doubt yourself. You have what it takes. And this dream is the plan that the universe has for you. And the universe wants nothing more than to give it to you. The universe is actually waiting for you to catch up to the plans that it has for you. So go for it and and just have fun because it's so beautiful to discover what you're meant to do in this world and what you're meant to what the impact that you're supposed to live in this world so just have fun with it
0: I love that fuck me I think I was meant to hear that (laughs) I was like oh this this is uh, like resonating with me I have this a few times with some of my guests and they say things I was like fuck I was I was definitely supposed to hear that (laughs) But I'm sure a lot of, other, uh, a lot of our listeners are also need to hear that. Thank you so much, Sandra. It's been such a pleasure um, filming with you and sharing this space with you. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And that's a wrap from today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. And don't forget to watch our episode next week on Wednesday, 7 p.m. EST. If you want to connect with us then you can find our social media links in our bio and it's at soulfulboard at instagram you can also support us if you'd like on patreon thank you so much guys and we hope you found a little bit of inspiration in this episode